Welcome to Get Over It, the Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first show for us in 2021. And, you know, we've uh, just released a very interesting year full of blessings and lessons. So count your blessings and learn from the lessons. And just let's move forward into uh, 2021. We can create our own true life within all this crazy energy that is around us. So I've got an exciting show today. We're going to be speaking with Brigitte Mars, and we're going to be talking about her latest book, Addiction-Free Naturally. Free yourself from opioids, pharmaceuticals, alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, sugar, my big problem, and more. And, um, you, you know, I wanted to start off the year with um, this type of information because we've been inside, if you're being a good girl and boy and paying attention to the rules, um, for almost, you know, almost a year now. And we've all have developed an addiction to something. Okay, it doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs, but it can be something. And she's going to help us to recognize and release if we choose to release these addictions. So it's going to be a great show. And um, even if you're not addicted to anything, the information that she's going to share is going to help you live a healthier and happier life. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know I always ask that question, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. Now, a bit about me from my new listeners, Intuitive Since Birth. I'm a third-generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting-edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional, and I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit, and I also authored two books. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients say that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist, so whether you are stressed depressed or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com, and I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Addiction affects more people than any other disease. Breaking a habit can be daunting. It's hard to know where to begin and where to go beyond quitting cold turkey. Just um, just because habits can be acquired, they can be broken. Others have done it, and so can you. My guest today, Brigitte Mars, is an herbalist and nutritional consultant with almost 50 years' experience. She teaches herbal medicine at Naropa University and the School of Health Mastery in Iceland, and also has taught at Omega Institute, Esalen, Kirapalu and the Mayo Clinic. She's the founding member of the American Herbalist Guild. She is the author of many books and DVDs, including the Natural First Aid Handbook, the Sexual Herbal, Healing Herbal Teas, and Rossum. And she lives in Boulder, Colorado. And you can check her out at her website. That's BrigitteMars.com. That's B R I G. I-T-T-E-M-A-R-S.com. Again, BrigitteMars.com. So you're talking to two ladies with French names. Welcome, Brigitte. <laughs> thank you. That was a great introduction. Thank you, Monique. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Wow, it's so great to have you on, especially the first um, show of the year. And I thought it was really important to talk about addictions, especially in the time that we're in. And... I want to delve into your background a little bit. How did you get interested in this natural medicine that is, you know, coming up 
prevalent today, especially in the world of COVID. Everybody's trying to do whatever they can at home for themselves. Well, my French-Canadian grandmother was a practitioner of folk medicine, and I would go visit her and then come home with a little medicine bag with garlic cloves stuck in it to prevent the flu. And um, she knew how to heal little wounded animals. She treated all 11 of her children for all kinds of life-threatening conditions. And for some reason, folk medicine seemed like medicine for the people. It seemed like it was something available. And it's also about taking responsibility for your health. I think a lot of us, you know, think, oh, my doctor's going to get my blood pressure down and my doctor's going to fix it. And I'm certainly not trying to take away any thunder from any health professional. You know, God bless them all. But I really want people to look at what they can do to prevent illness and to Uh keep their immunity. And, you know, at this time, we really should be paying attention. It's not just about, you know, avoiding um, anything. It's about what can we do so we're strong and resilient and can get through um, illnesses. And, you know, we're hearing that, uh, you know, alcohol and drug use is very high for a lot of people who are bored at home. So mm-hmm. um, I, I love folk medicine. I have written 14 books on natural medicine. I'm certainly not someone who's against getting modern medical attention, but I think that when we try natural remedies, we're supporting things like fields of lavender and fields of echinacea and the health of the mm-hmm. bees and the health of our planet and, you know, in local farmers and indigenous people that are harvesting the plants. So to me, it's a win-win for the people and for the planet. I love using what our creator has blessed us with on this planet. And, you know, we should keep learning about that because there's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, there is, and what I like about you know this book in particular, uh, you focused on addiction, which we'll talk about momentarily, but there's a lot of information that you can use within this book, folks, that is just going to help you heal your life. You've got just over 300 pages of solid information that's not woo-woo, it's not boring, it's straight to the facts, so if you can read at a sixth grade level, you would be able to digest the information <laughs> in this book, and then you it because that's the thing if we don't you know you we can read and watch all we want but if we don't utilize the information we get you know it's like why bother we're just putting more energy in our aura for no good reason so Brigitte what was it that asked you in spirit to tackle the subject of addiction well for many years I've had a private practice where I meet with people and help them with, you know, anything from like arthritis, depression, infertility, um, you know, we, uh, you name it. I, I work with it, lupus, mm-hmm. Lyme disease. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are doing their best. They're buying organic food. They're, you know, growing sprouts. They're trying to Um, you know, eat healthfully, shopping at the natural food stores. But very often we want to avoid that there may be an addiction that's really impeding our health. And very Mm -hmm. often it's what people don't want to give up. And so, you know, to treat someone for perhaps prostate inflammation or digestive disorders, if we don't get to, boy, you're really eating a lot of sugar or that's a lot of caffeine or alcohol could be part of the problem, we're not really getting to the core of the disorder. So I realized that as a you know, natural health practitioner, that addressing addiction has really got to be you know, up there out front because that could be what's impeding ultimate health. And it, you know, rather than spending thousands of dollars on supplements and natural food, it's something simple like doing less or eliminating altogether the thing that might be contributing to the demise of your health. But why is it that we don't want to let go of that thing that will contribute to that demise? Well, there's a lot of reasons that I explore in the book. Why Mm -hmm. do some people have more addictive personalities than others? Why can some people, you know, try something from time to time and it's no big deal and then some people try it and the next question is where can I get more? So Mm -hmm. what are some of the differences? So I'll, I'll say a few things about that. We certainly know that there's a genetic component, but as one of my teachers, uh, Dr. Jeffrey Bland, always said, if there is a genetic component, we need to work extra hard with good nutrition. 
rather than, you know, throwing in the towel and say, you know, Uncle Bill had a heart attack at 50 and so did my grandfather. Therefore, I have the same thing. Well, maybe you need to not do the same things that Grandpa and Uncle Bill did. Maybe you need to, you know, take charge now so that the story doesn't continue. But we, so there's a genetic component. There's also the role models that we have. Very often we want to be like somebody who we love in our life and can't wait till we're old enough to, you know, uh, enjoy whatever illicit or even legal pleasures that our loved ones are doing. But Mm -hmm. we also know that very often addiction comes in as a way of helping us cope with something that's really difficult in life, a divorce, um, you know, an unhappy career, uh, concern about our children, boredom, loneliness. Um, So it may be that choosing a substance is a way of temporarily medicating ourselves, but then long after the physical pain is gone, here we are still doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's possible that when we let go of a substance, trauma or emotional debris may come up, and that might be a time to, like, it's time to, you know, get right with um, going to a therapist or start journaling or finding some way to process emotions that maybe got stuffed. But two other things that you don't often hear is that very often people who have addictive personalities often are trying to elevate their blood sugar um, because, like, say, for example, you wake up, you have a cup of coffee or you have the donut or you um, do a line of Coke or you have a I'm hopefully not having beer first thing in the morning, but a drink, all Mm -hmm. of these things elevate your blood sugar. Even tobacco is cured in sugar. So we elevate our blood sugar and we feel temporarily, oh, I feel better now, but then Mm -hmm. the blood sugar is going to plummet hours later, lower than it was before. So we feel like, oh, it's time for more sugar. It's time for another drink. It's time for another cup of coffee. And then the one last thing that might be common for addictive tendencies is poor oxygen metabolism. Mm. And therefore, things like deep breathing exercises, getting outdoors and breathing fresh air, um, even aromatherapy as a practice of inhaling essential oils that can affect our brain and our consciousness and our mood um, can all be techniques. And um, I said I was done, but there's one last thing. If our diets, if our diets are overly acidic, um, mm-hmm. say that we eat a lot of sugar and maybe even grains and bread and meat and cheese and more sugar, it's possible that being overly acidic makes us crave substances more. So a simple thing like getting more alkaline by eating more green leafy vegetables and fresh fruits and vegetables can help uh, us to have the type of constitution where like, you know, I just don't need to do those substances that are bad for me. And of course there's the spiritual component because I think Mm -hmm. people are really looking for divine connection and to feel, you know, connected to, um, you know, the creator to the universe. And so people piddle around with this stuff that they think is going to take them somewhere. And it, it really doesn't usually. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's unfortunate because we get, I think sometimes we get stuck. So based on what I'm hearing you say, um, addiction is not necessarily caused by an antisocial personality disorder or some character flaw. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Well, that can certainly be part of it too. And that can even, oh, okay. you know, be from some type of trauma as well. But, you know, there's just as there's many people, you know, people have different reasons why they come into an addiction. So there's not any one cause. And sometimes it's multiple things that might happen. And so rather than, you know, putting a, a label on it, it may be that, you know, choosing an addictive substance is what you need to do to get through a really difficult time in life. But now that you've gotten that through that time, it's time to take charge and take your life back. Have you had cases where people will get past an addiction and stay past it for quite some time and then just run back to it because of that comfort level that they felt when they were using whatever substance? Well, there's always that temptation and, you know, hopefully... Um, you know, people are going to get enough tools. And, I, and this is actually a second printing of my book. It was originally done 19 years ago, but it's been revived and uh, reprinted because of, you know, there's many more addictions and a lot mm-hmm. has changed. And, uh, 
you know, thing illegally, and we didn't have the opioid crisis that we had um, that is so present now. So, um, you know, I have had many years of experience of working with people and seeing that these steps can really help. And rather than thinking that, you know, cold turkey or just, um, you know, doing the 12-step program is enough, now there's a whole opportunity to find a way to nourish yourself, to choose foods that support healthy blood sugar, to select essential oils that might, you know, help you to give yourself a little, um, you know, treat if you need it rather than going for a substance that's going to undermine your health. So mm-hmm. I, my intention is to give people tools, and I'm seeing that it really works because very often programs that people participate on, it's only relying on, you know, your, your will and your strength, but nature has so many things to offer us that can also help us to be stronger and to make more conscious choices and to, you know, give us what we need because some people might you know, have a need for a particular supplement or they may, sometimes people are even craving something that they're allergic to, you know, that that's why they want a certain type of alcohol because there's a grain or there's yeast in there because we often become addicted to things we're uh, sensitive or even allergic to. That is crazy because if we're addicted to it and we're wanting it and then we ingest it, it just starts this vicious cycle. My goodness. I, I know it's almost like um you know what is that movie the eggplant that ate Chicago or something like feed me or or the little shop of horrors I think that's mm-hmm. what it was feed me so you know like if people have a lot of yeast overgrowth in their bodies um, that might actually make them crave more sugar or crave more alcohol because the yeast wants to be fed and it kind of has a mind of its own that kind of directs us to doing the worst thing for ourselves but there's things we can do about it and that's the good news and that's what all of this research is really about research and experience and having you know had a private practice and knowing many people who've taken these steps and saying now I can do it because I've got myself on some supplements I'm doing some lifestyle changes And, you know, there's even the possibility that sometimes it's the people we hang out with that keeps us in a loop because this is what all my friends do. It may even be time to, you know, pick some other friends friends. or hang out with some other people. Yeah, I actually had a relative who found me after, I think, like 35, 40 years, and um, they were telling me about their life, you know, since we had last seen each other. I think we were in our 20s. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, addicted to everything. And, you know, it was just like a downward spiral type of life. And I'm like, it's a wonder you're alive. And their response was, well, you know, I'm on dialysis. I've got brain tumors and there was a few other things. And But I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, you know, if that's what, you know, you're, you're – the path that you want, great. And then they said, well, why don't you try some of this? I'm like, "Uh, you know, that's not me, (laughs) you know. But it was almost like they wanted company to participate with them with their addiction. And, uh, you know, maybe other people would, but I'm just, if it's not something I'm uh, not into, I just don't go down that road. But folks, we're speaking with Brigitte Mars. Her book is addiction-free naturally, free yourself from opioids, pharmaceuticals, alcohol, tobacco, caffeine, sugar, and more. And you can check her out on her website, and it's BrigitteMars.com, B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E-M-A-R-S.com. And you can also check her out on her radio show, and it is titled Naturally. So, Brigitte, where can people find you on the radio? Um, it's called Naturally KGNU, and it is online if you Google that. So okay. KGNU, Naturally, you should be able to find it. And I, a lot of my shows and YouTubes are on my website, BrigitteMars.com. Thank you, Monique. Yeah, no and problem. And so what you, what you were saying before, you know, somebody saying, why don't you try some of this? Uh, sometimes the person who's addicted feels that there's more validation if their friends are doing it too. So, you know, sometimes really to be a friend, you have to stand strong and say, you know, I, that's not my thing, that's not my path, and I'm not going back down that road. Um, so we have to, yeah, we need to support each other, and um, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, well, you know, it just, um, 
it is what it is, but I, I've got strong boundaries, and I encourage my listeners to have strong boundaries and, you know, to know what you want and don't want. But, Brigitte, what I'd like to do is focus a bit on sugar addiction and alcohol addiction and pot addiction, because that's what I'm finding that I'm hearing most about from my clients during the pandemic. Would that be okay And on ways that we could of help course. ourselves? Okay. Well, of course. Me, you know, I said sugar and alcohol, but alcohol breaks down to sugar, right? Eventually, that's right. And how do you how do you make alcohol? Or 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 sugar becomes you know sugar and alcohol are pretty similar. You make alcohol by sugar and fermentation. So I really and even uh, cannabis, which um, you know, I, I not everyone who uses it is it addicted to it, but even cannabis will temporarily elevate the blood sugar, and that's when the effects of that wear off. People get very very hungry and get the munchies. Um, and like want to eat everything. So you see that there is this balance of elevate your blood sugar and then it crashes and then you want to elevate it again. So it's a really important uh, technique to keep your blood sugar level even. And we can do that by uh, eating adequate protein. And, you know, uh, you know, if you're a vegetarian, there's plenty of choices, things like um, hemp seed, which is not psychoactive, and avocados and beans and uh, tofu and tempeh, um, even green leafy vegetables, nuts and seeds all have protein. Um, and, of course, people who are meat eaters know that meat and fish and dairy all have protein. But getting adequate fats um, is another technique um, of keeping the blood you know, just helping our nervous system to feel calm. But there's also a great uh, supplement called GTF Chromium. And the GTF stands for glucose tolerance factor. And it's a little tiny vitamin you can buy at the health food store. GTF Chromium can help keep your blood sugar level stable so you just don't crave things as much. And it's a really simple technique. You can take it between meals um, and, you know, some people often have a pattern of when they're more likely to use a substance. It mm-hmm. might be in the morning. It might, might be after work. It might be on the weekends. And so just knowing that there's allies out there like GTF chromium. But, you know, again, um, we, we have this thing going on in our culture where people are looking for ways to reward themselves, And we even have these little commercials going around in our heads, you know, like, I haven't got time for the pain, or you deserve a break today. I mean, this goes around and around in people's heads. So uh, one of the premises in my book is make a list of all the ways that you can reward yourself. So instead of like, okay, I'm done with work, I get to have um, you know, a beer or a joint or I get to have a, a, a candy bar or something, like what are other ways to reward yourself? Because we all do deserve a little uh, reward and it doesn't have to be from a, a substance that might undermine our health. So, yeah, I know for me, some of my rewards might be I get to take a walk, I get to walk, work in the garden, take an aromatherapy bath, read a novel, read a magazine, call a friend. And a really big thing in my book, Monique, is I would love to see people undertake the tradition of doing hand crafts. You know, I don't think we do that Mm -hmm. as much as our ancestors did. But things like, you know, whittling and sketching and knit one, purl two, these are Mm -hmm. wonderful things to keep your hands occupied. And I think very often people are, you know, smoking that cigarette or holding that beer or chopping up that line of cocaine as a way of, like, dealing with their nervousness and their boredom. And mm-hmm. we need to find more productive things to do with their hands. And, you know, I love it. Sometimes my friends come over, guys and um, gals both, and we're going to watch a movie together, and everybody's doing some kind of handcraft. My guy friends are sewing patches on their overalls or jeans or something mm-hmm. and, you know, sewing on buttons, and we're, we're all doing something and helping one another. But that is a great stress reliever that our ancestors did, and it really needs to make a comeback. We've gotten way too complacent thinking we can just buy everything at the store. But when you make something with mama love or grandma love, that doesn't end up in a yard sale. Those are, that's precious. And it builds your self-esteem. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, the handcrafting is something, actually, I've been thinking about when I was a much younger woman. Um, I 
did learn how to crochet. And knitting wasn't my thing, but crochet was. But I couldn't get the square going. So I asked one of my aunties to get a square going for me. And she did. Uh And I made this most wonderful, um, I call it a top cover. It was more like a blanket. And um, Uh one of my kids has it today. It's absolutely wonderful. But I noticed that while I was doing it, and again, I was a very young woman, that I was calm. And things didn't bother me. Things that would, you know, send me over the roof and uh, at other times didn't bother me while I was doing that. And I think even as we're paying attention to the news today and everything going on in the world, that if we did something like that, we would be able to just, you know, shut down those feelings that arise that aren't healthy for us or keep a panic attack away or something like that. Well, you know, it's been said that like every stitch is a thought. So when you're making that, you know, quilt for a grandchild or a child, it's like you're, you're infusing it with your prayers and your love. And, um, you know, so I'm just encouraging people. It might be practicing an instrument, but doing things with your hand because there's a lot of connection between the hands and the brain. And mm-hmm. I, we have so much dementia in our country. And I really think that if people stayed active using that hand-brain connection, that we would be able to keep our faculties going for much longer. And, Mm. uh, you know, that really is a treasure. And again, you know, you might feel like, well, I don't really know how to do anything. Go take a walk in a craft store. And there's plenty of kits for beginners. There's plenty of, you know, classes. There's YouTubes on how to learn it. And I feel like that's something simple. And it might just be, you know, mending Um, you know, until you get more creative. But I feel like that's a real important twist that needs to make a comeback. And, you know, for a lot of people, when they get, you know, tired or bored or something, their reserve, uh, I want to say their their ability to refrain from indulging can weaken. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say I'm going to a party, which, you know, it's it's been a while, but I know a couple years ago I went to a New Year's party and I knew my partner would want to be there longer than me. Uh And it's really easy to say, well, you know, maybe if I do this or that, I can stay awake longer. I brought, um, I brought my crochet with me and rather than like overeating or, you know, indulging in anything that wasn't really appropriate, like, you know, I had my fill, I did what I wanted to do and now I'm going to sit there and crochet and, you know, people would come over and sit with me and say, well, I want to learn how to do that. Mm. Um, So I know it seems a little weird, but I know that, that's exactly what my grandmother did with with her friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it was great. You were able to go to the party, stay the length of the party with your partner, find something that entertained you while your partner was doing whatever to entertain themselves. I, I think it was a win-win situation for everybody. Yes. Well, thank you. And, you know, th- those are just w- some possibilities of rewarding oneself. But, um, you know, in Asian medicine, it said that, Art is toxic discharge, too. So my, my teacher, Michael Tierra, used to say that. And I said, what? Art is toxic discharge? But according to Asian medicine, um, people that have addictive personalities often have something going on with their liver, this, like, incessant drive, but this craving. And mm-hmm. so um, the, the emotions associated with the liver are anger and depression. And by creating art, even if it's, something that is not beautiful or it doesn't have to be something you're going to sell. It's a way of getting rid of those emotions and getting it out of you. Yeah, I'm chuckling because it's interesting. I'm, um, you know, I put a lot of reviews for the books on Amazon and yours will be there too. And, you know, I Thank buy you. a few things from Amazon and one book popped up and it caught my attention. Now, I can't draw a straight line with a ruler, okay? It's always like wrong. It just doesn't work. And there was this book there on how to, you, how to draw. And it, you know, showed different um, things that you could draw that are supposed to be simple. So I was toying with the idea of buying it. And now talking to you, I'm definitely going to go back and buy it and draw Because for whatever reason, I was drawn to that. So I was like, well, okay, you know, this can help me manage my many moods. <laughs> and I'm quite sure my husband would like to see them improve. But let's talk a bit about what's in your book. Um, you talk about some vitamins and supplements that can help us um, with addictions. Um, what about, you know, the, the B-complex vitamins? Are they truly um, that strong to help us with minimizing toxic effects? 
Well, I, you know, I'm a big believer, and there's a lot of difference in quality of vitamins. So hopefully if you're mm-hmm. shopping for supplements, do it at a natural food store. We're going to find products free of preservatives and artificial color and uh, usually allergens. But the B vitamins can help us to feel calmer. They're really good for our nervous system, but they can also help us to feel more energetic. So if I were to say... You know, if you're going to try some supplements to support yourself while you're Mm -hmm. giving up an addiction, and I'm not someone who's going to tell everybody they need supplements all the time, but if you're really wanting to strengthen your force field and give up something, a B vitamin complex, and it might be, you know, 50 milligrams, um, it could be 100 milligrams, Calcium and magnesium might be another supplement that can help us to feel calm, to sleep better, to help prevent things like muscle spasms and tension and cramping. I think of the GTF chromium. And a lot of people are finding that uh, fish oils, and there is a vegan source of uh, omega-3 from algae, so there is a vegan alternative, but some good quality fat can help. Um, There's also a supplement called L-glutamine, which is an amino acid that is Mm -hmm. really good for any sugar-related type of addiction, including um, alcohol and sugar. Um, So those are a few things to try. And, you know, we used to have a big cocaine problem in uh, Boulder, and the saying was, um, cocaine is nature's way of telling you you're making too much money. Oh, um, Okay. So I would always say, like, you have $100 to spend on cocaine? Come see me at the health food store where I work, and I'll fix you up with some supplements for half the price that will help you give up that addiction. So Mm -hmm. um, if you're willing to spend money on things that are undermining your health, um, be willing to spend some uh, money and energy towards things that are going to uh, support you during this time of transition where you're letting go of something. So, you know, another practice that I talk about in the book is, you know, making a list of all the reasons why you want to quit something. Mm-hmm. You know, very often you want to quit, but, you know, it could be like, well, my partner would, you know, like it better, or how much are you spending you know, how much does a mocha latte cost you every day? How much does a, a six-pack of beer cost? How much does, you know, going to the dispensary or, um, you know, seeing the drug dealer on the street corner, how, how much are you spending on that? And, you know, mm-hmm. as you de- start decreasing your use, you could be saving that money and using it to, you know, buy clothes or books or in, invest in a class that will support you. Mm-hmm. But the whole idea of journaling and writing about what do I want my life to look like, um, you know, maybe this is uh, undermining my health or giving me a, a big stomach or it's impeding my ability to sleep or it's getting in the way of my sex life or it's keeping me from um, having quality time with the people I love because my, you know, people I used to like don't really want to be around me when I'm intoxicated. So lots of soul exploration needs to happen as well. Yeah, well, 2021 is definitely going to be the year for soul exploration. And folks, as long as we're on lockdown, you know, you can skip an hour of TV and invest that hour (laughs) in yourself. And by the time you get out of quarantine and lockdowns and whatever, you're going to be a much better person and might even have a lot of those things that you say you want in your life. So just because it's, this energy doesn't mean that we have to succumb to it. So, okay, Bridget, we, we decide that we have an addiction. We decide that we want to release the addiction. Talk to us about um, detoxification and withdrawal symptoms. Okay. Well, um, one of the ways we can help us to detoxify, I, I, I like to do a program where uh, people like set a target date. Like I want to, be done with this addiction by say let's say valentine's day or something like that okay uh-huh. that that gives us a month and then it's it just it I, god bless the people who can quit cold turkey but i'm trying to make this easier and more successful so you start decreasing the amount or maybe you start limiting the hours of the day where you're allowed to indulge like you know i can't start as early and i can't do it as late Okay, mm-hmm. and then you start saving the money. But ways that we can detox is to certainly drink a lot of liquid. I love the idea of drinking lemon and water. 
I love the idea of eating more green leafy vegetables, which are very alkalinizing. I try to encourage just about all my clients to have one salad a day with Mm -hmm. green leafy vegetables Mm -hmm. and to um, make your own salad dressing. I think the quality of oils that we eat is very important. So ideally make your own salad dressing with extra virgin olive oil rather than using, you know, canola or soy oil. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. since we talked earlier about sugar, you know, and sugar addiction is at the roots of all the other ones. So here's a simple thing. Okay, you like to have a little dessert. After your um, dinner, try this. Try stuffing a date with a Brazil nut. Wow. You're getting Mm -hmm. minerals in the date. You're getting protein, fat. You're getting carbohydrates. And rather than it being like, oh, this is really like bad, bad for my teeth, bad for my bones, bad for my sleep, um, Mm -hmm. you're actually getting something that gives you some nutrients. Okay? And, you know, after a while, the date might seem too sweet, and you end up saying, well, I'm going to put a – hazelnut in a prune or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so also another way of detoxification is to do Epsom salt baths. To add a pound mm-hmm. of Epsom salts to the bath water a whole pound? can be very helpful. Um, yeah, a whole pound, which is like a, one, a fourth of one of those big bags that you buy at the uh-huh. health food store. Uh-huh. Um, even things like doing saunas or sweating. I think uh, if you live in an area where you have access to hot springs um, and you can go to them. A hot springs can be a real healing retreat. Um, Some people might want to include more, you know, this is kind of controversial, but like, you know, do juices, but juices Mm -hmm. can be really sweet. So when people start buying like, oh, I'm going to buy a, you know, pre-made carrot juice or something, know Mm -hmm. that even a carrot juice can be way too sweet and elevate our blood sugar so I'd better yet, and of course, most of those juices are pasteurized, mm-hmm. meaning they're heated to a high temperature, which really kills all the enzymes in them. So it would be better to make a, a fresh juice, but don't let it just be carrots and beets, which is way too sweet. Make sure to include some alkalinizing green things in there like parsley, cucumber, celery, um, you know, spinach, greens, and stuff like that. And I even think that juices should be very diluted. Um, So those are cleansing. And, you know, as we're wanting to detoxify our bodies, it's really Mm -hmm. a great time and a great metaphor to clean your home, to think about, you know, I don't really want this extra 20 pounds. I really don't want this monkey on my back of an addiction. So I'm going to clean the garage or the cupboards or a cupboard every day, or I'm going to go through my closet. As we let go of what no longer serves us, that can also be part of our detoxification process. And so by streamlining your, uh, out your life of where you live, your home, your work, your basement, your garage, that becomes a metaphor like, you know, I'm letting go of what I don't need any longer. You want to lose 50 pounds, get rid of a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you want to let go of that tobacco habit, you're going to love the idea of feeling cleaner. And so, you know, for example, let's say someone quits smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. you might want to go and get your teeth cleaned on the day that you quit smoking. And now you've got this really fresh feeling in your mouth and know how you know, tobacco can stain your teeth and mm-hmm. um, really pollute your breath as well as every cell in your body. You want to do things that make you feel clean. Um, and so inside and out. It's so beautiful. Yes, it is. <laughs> now, what surprised me in your book, you do talk about psychedelic therapy. Tell us about that because you were t- listing peyote and I never said yes. this. Ayahuasca? Is it ayahuasca? Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. ayahuasca yes. it, right? So, so talk to us about using those types of substances. Well, you know, this is um, something that's part of the new edition of the book that wasn't written about 20 years ago, and I'm really glad that got included because psychedelic therapy is being researched right now at NYU, at John Hopkins University. Um, it's, it's being researched even at a university that I teach at, Naropa University. But we're finding out that sometimes rather than piddling around with these substances that maybe make you feel a little you know, high or energized or something, like having a really big epiphany, which Mm -hmm. a psychedelic experience can do, might get people back to the source 
and even help them realize like, aha, that's why I chose this rather than facing this difficult thing in my life. So, uh, and I'm not suggesting that people take psychedelics, you know, at a concert or a party. I do not consider these recreational substances. Uh Uh, For the most part, I see them as shamanic tools. And, you know, just like we've had many years of just saying no, and now all of a sudden there's a dispensary on every corner, we need Uh um, education on just say how and what are the physiological effects of these things. So I have a great respect for psychedelic therapy. It's not something that the hippies invented in the 60s. It really goes back to the beginning of time where almost every culture had some sort of ceremonial or ritualistic use Mm -hmm. of these Mm -hmm. things that maybe help people to feel more spiritually awakened or help them come to terms with things that maybe were buried or repressed. And Mm -hmm. so I'm suggesting that these things be done with a guide. That is one of the things that I do. I do work as a psychedelic sitter. I'm not the purveyor of these substances, but I do sit with people and pray for them and do energy work and make um, dietary suggestions and help them to be safe um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, get them started with journaling and ideas. Um, so that's something I've, I've done since the 70s, but now I'm actually an official graduate of the Psychedelic Sitter School, and well, I love doing this work. Yeah. Well, thank so you so it, much, Tony. A psychedelic <laughs> sitter, would, that, would you come into play like if someone was going to do, again, hopefully I say it right, Ayayuska, because it's best to have somebody there with you because of the possible physical reactions? Is that part of what you do as a psychedelic sitter? Um, well, yes, although ayahuasca, even though it's oh, something ayahuasca. I have okay. experienced, um, I'm, uh-huh. that's not the medicine that I work with, but I do know people that are trained as in the, the use of those ceremonies. Uh-huh. So I, I tend to work mostly with um, cannabis or psilocybin, um, and psilocybin has been decriminalized in our area. Yes, mushrooms. Um, in, in your area in Colorado or... Or the United in States. In our area of Colorado, in Colorado. Okay. Uh-huh. So we're seeing more of that, but I'm not, again, I'm not the purveyor of it. I'm the grandmother who sits with you and prays with you and helps you talk about what happened. Um, and it's really a profound thing, but there's some guides there. Um, but I really think that in the future, we're going to see that um, psychedelic therapy really can help people come to terms with uh, forgiveness of those that have wronged us. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be like 20 years of therapy in one night and that people are getting trained. And I think this is going to be a real important career in the future that can get to the source of an addiction or a healing of a trauma. Um, There's a lot of research that's going on in the state that I live in and finding that this really can give people that aha moment that helps to liberate them. And are these psychedelic substances addicting? No, they're usually not. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of them can make you throw up. They can be frightening. They can help um, things that have been repressed to come to the surface. So they really need to be taken um, for the most part with someone who's going to, uh, you know, be a guide and keep them safe because they can be very powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to talk about two other um, things before we go, and that's insomnia, which so many people um, are experiencing. And then the other is depression. So whatever order you want to pick and you can, you know, just enlighten us because so many people you know, insomnia is affecting horribly. And there's so many people depressed, and then they finally have an epiphany like, oh, I'm depressed, but then what do I do now? Because they're afraid to go see a doctor because they might be officially labeled, and that scares them. Well, let's start with insomnia. And, of course, you know, that's a huge problem that often leads to dependency on sleeping pills, which um, not only can be addictive but can impair our Uh, you know, healing dream states. So I'm a big believer in um, getting prepared for the next day the night before. So anything you can do to get ready for the next day, whether that means laying out your clothes, your books, your money, your uh, packing a healthy lunch, uh, doing things like emptying the dishwasher or having gas in the car or bus money or whatever it is you need, do Mm -hmm. that the night before 
so that you're not laying there worried about like, oh my God, my, I don't have any matching socks or my, um, my shirt is going to be all wrinkled because I left it in the dryer. Okay, so you're getting ready for the night before. Um, and then to stop eating three hours before bed. Now, I know this doesn't work for everybody, but I'm really big on this one because I think we're going to put weight on as we get older if we snack late at night. Snacking gives us fuel. And by eating late at night, not only does it interfere with digestion, but it also interferes with our deep states of rest. So um, right after dinner, I really like to remind people to do all your oral hygiene, the brushing, the flossing, the water pick, the proxy brush, whatever it is you do. Um, And then, you know, right after dinner, then you say the kitchen is closed. A warm bath before bed with the seven drops of lavender essential oil can be very relaxing. And then, of course, um, there are herbs that can help us to sleep. Uh, some of the strongest ones are things like valerian or kava kava. Um, mm-hmm. I will also say that there's, you know, homeopathic remedies. There's a little remedy called Calm Forte. You can buy at any health food store. And, you know, uh, some states people are selling uh, CBD which uh, is not psychoactive. It's one of the components in cannabis, but that is another thing that's helping people sleep. And I I really think we don't want to depend on anything to help us sleep, you know, so these things might be just helpful to break a pattern. But Mm -hmm. another thing that really helps is wearing eye eye shades or iPads because light is going to trigger wakefulness. And so the smoke alarm or the digital clock or the phone charging, all of that can trigger wakefulness as well as electromagnetic energy. You're uh, intuitive, so I'm sure you're well aware of the, you know, oh, yeah. the sensitivity that some people have. And then, um, so those are a few ideas. And there's herbs that come in tinctures and capsules that can help you to sleep. And then depression, according to Asian medicine, depression is a liver-centered condition. And I don't think enough Western um, health practitioners are saying, tell me about the health of your liver. Are you eating enough greens? Because the liver loves it when we eat greens. The liver also loves it when we include some sour food like lemons, kiwis, tart apples. But, you know, another thing that might be something to consider about depression, you know, um, years ago and still on this planet, many indigenous hunters will hunt an animal and the hunter gets to eat the part of the animal that is going to give them what they need. Maybe they're going to eat the heart for courage or mm-hmm. the liver for better eyesight or the testicles for fertility or something like that, okay? Mm-hmm. But now if people are eating commercial animals, could they be picking up on the depression, the fear, and the anxiety that those animals encounter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so if you do eat animal foods, I mean, here's really an opportunity to step it up and say, you know, I'm going to support the most ethical practices whether that be, you know, grass-fed or, you know, whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to get good health from chickens in those horrible hen houses where, you know, it just smells atrocious. And, you know, whereas pasture-raised, where the chickens are running around outside, those would be healthier eggs if you do eat um, those foods. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, creativity can help depression. There are herbs that can help depression, like, of course, St. John's wort is one of the most famous which is good for mild to moderate depression. There's lemon balm, there's lavender, which can be made into a tea or even just smelling the essential oil. So Mm -hmm. the book is full of ideas to help us get through these things and to partner with nature rather than using some kind of drug, which is likely to be recalled anyways. I mean, do we not (laughs) see these ads on TV called 1-800-BAD-DRUG? Like, you know? Yeah. Well, not only that, you know, they'll be recalled and then you get to sue and all the lawyers are lining up to sue. Um, So it's about being careful and paying attention to your intuition and speaking with your, you know, doctor if you feel you need to do that before you ingest anything. Because um, the energy of 2021 is going to be all about change and change isn't going to be easy, nor is it going to be quick, but we're going to get there. So, um, Brigitte, before we go... um, Give us a pearl of wisdom for the our new year, especially with you know dealing with addictions or anything else you'd like to share. Okay, I'll, let's I see. Maybe I'll throw in a few pearls. Um, okay, it's important to eat. It's important to eat all the colors of the rainbow. So try to make your diet more colorful. 
And of course, we want to pick those colors in the produce section, not the candy aisle. Okay, I'm going to encourage people to um, start growing more food. I think we're going to need to know how to do that. We're being encouraged to eat locally, but we are wasting our nation's water, watering grass, learn to grow a garden, learn about the edible weeds, because the weeds like dandelion and malva and chickweed, they are the Jedi survivors on this planet. They grow without anyone weeding or watering them. So we need to be like the dandelion and adapt to adversity, because adversity is here, and the dandelions are still thriving despite the pollution and the EMFs and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we don't want to eat things close to a busy road. You know, backyards are going to be better than front yards. But learn to grow something. And my last pearl of wisdom is if you, which is an old saying, if you have water to throw away, throw it on a plant. We're going to need to learn to respect water a lot more than we have been. Mm -hmm. I agree. And thank you very much for sharing that, especially for the beginning of 2021 and so that we can create a better personal life. And folks, if we create that better personal life for ourselves, it will mushroom out. And again, it's not immediate. I would love as a psychic to sit here and tell you that June 3rd, we're going to be free and this is going to be over with. Um, No, that's not true. Okay. We've got the balance of this year and then into beginning of next year before things get back to our quote. Um, new normal not the old normal what we had is gone okay um, but we we have wonderful opportunities to create newness and um, being inside during this pandemic is a great time for you to get the book addiction free naturally and look at your addictions and decide what you want to let go so Brigitte thank you so much for being my guest today especially the first show of the year I greatly appreciate it It is my pleasure and honor, Monique. Many blessings to you and your listeners. Thank you. And to the listeners, I appreciate you too. And I do honor your time and your attention. And I want you to remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of being addiction-free naturally. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape.